Andy. People are sick of hearing your voice. This is a special podcast time for special people. Us. Dear podcast listener, make yourself a cuppa and relax while we tell you about how we became the world's first outstandingly happy school. Context, context, context. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a special podcast, okay? And it needs a little bit of background. So at Art of Being Brill, we're not uh, anti-establishment, we're not anti-testing, we're not anti-schools, we're not anti-anything really. In fact, we're pro-positivity and we're very pro-education. Um, but if you think back to, if I think back to when my kids were born and I look down in, the, in, in, in my arms, my tiny newborn daughter, there's only one thing that I really wish for her. And it wasn't that she became conversant with Shakespeare or that she knew Boolean algebra. It was that she was happy. And I, I guess that would go with your own kids and your own grandchildren. So we're imagining at Artebriel a world in where double maths sits alongside double happiness on the curriculum. Or indeed, bigger than that, a curriculum where we've dropped Boolean algebra completely and replaced it with resilience or bounce back ability. Because I respectfully ask you, in the modern world, which of those subjects is going to be most important for your children? So we're delivering Art of Being Brilliant businesses and we're delivering it in schools and in this podcast special children are going to take it over which is why it's so special but before we do that I would like to introduce a colleague of mine Mr Seymour, Tony or Mr Seymour as I call him, we go back more years than I can care, care to remember and he delivered the first ever sort of uh, what we call our embedded program, our happiness program delivered in schools and he went up to Billingham in the northeast of England. So Mr Seymour, welcome to the podcast. Good morning Mr Cope, lovely uh, to be here. Uh, hey, th- well thanks for taking a j- j- time out. Now you're not the main point mate, all right? we're going to get around to the kids very quickly. <laughs> they're more I'm secondary, yes yeah, very much um, so. However can you tell us a little bit about the project in Billingham just for a couple of minutes mate? Okay, yes, really excited to share a few thoughts about the Billingham project. This was a a three-day program, well, three half days, really, where the first two days we just wanted to expose uh, these young people to these doable, simple habits, many of which you just referred to about resilience, positivity, and that responsibility. Uh, And then on sort of by the third day, the young people were beginning to get a grasp of the concepts, and they wanted to take it further. So we gave them, we sort of sort of laid down the gauntlet. What could you do with this to make your school outstandingly happy uh, and therefore attract your communities to what you're doing? And they just took it and run with it, which was great. So what we did really was um, shared sort of these, uh, resp- you know, responsibility and positivity in a fun and creative way. And then just let the kids take it from there. And, and of course, if they take these things on board, flourishing comes natural, doesn't it? You know, and the ability to cope with setbacks in in life. So we call it the embedded model because it's embedded only if the kids run with it, do something with it. And that's what we've uh, seen really on a great scale here at Billingham. So it was wonderful to work with them. Oh, mate. Well, that's a lovely intro because I think we should um, listen to it from the children's perspective. So thank you, Mr. Seymour. And we'll speak to you later. Now over to the kids. Okay then, ladies and gentlemen, I am doubly, quadruply, uh, uh, how excited am I? Look at my face. Super duper happy. Super duper happy because I'm in a school uh, in Billingham and this is the world's first officially outstandingly happy school. And I I didn't deliver on the outstandingly happy school, so my colleagues Daryl and Tony delivered. So I'm here with four children in the head teacher's office. So who have I got? I've got... Amelia Ross. Amelia, and you are age eight? Yes. And I've got... 
Just a four, and I'm eight. Joe's Joe's is also eight, and we've got Gokran Kuna, and I'm nine. You're nine. Gokran's the old one, and Bella, Bell, Bell, Bella, eh. That's such a cool name, Bell. And you're eight as well, aren't you? Okay, so team. So what I thought I'd do is I'd I'd try and catch you out with some really cool happiness questions and see what you really know about it, because it was about a year ago, six months ago, that you came on the art of being brilliant for schools. What can you remember about what you did with Daryl and Tony? So what what can you remember? The happiness pig. The happiness pig. So tell me about the happiness pig. Um, he was just an ordinary pig, and he wanted to become more ordinary by being happy because. Happiness should just be an ordinary thing inside of you. And, um, so what happened when he became happy? He made the decision to be happy, didn't he? What happened yeah. to the other pigs? Because um, he had too much happiness, but I don't think there's such a thing. Oh. Um, he had too much happiness, and um, he couldn't keep it all inside of him, so he decided to share his happiness so he could see more happy faces. So all the other pigs caught his happiness, didn't they? And when all the pigs were happy, what happened to the rest of the farmyard animals? Um, First, it's happy with the pigs, so um, came to the sheep, then it came to the chickens, and then it came to the entire world. Okay, so the entire world became happy because one pig started it. So what was it, was it about pigs? Was it about sheep and chickens? What was it really no, about, Joe? What was it, it about? It was about smiling at people and then just sharing happiness to wow. everyone in the world. Get in. So happiness spreads, doesn't it? It starts with one person, then it spreads. All right, that's lovely. So what else can you remember? So the pig of happiness, what, what, what can you remember? Being a two-percenter. So tell me about a two-percenter. What is a two-percenter? It's like a person who thinks positive and and bees positive, and he shares being positive so people can be positive. Fantastic. So a two-percenter is somebody who is really positive most of the time, so really, really good days, and they're great to have around, aren't they, because they make you feel good as well. A bit like the pig of happiness, really. Yeah. So what's the opposite of a two-percenter? What's the opposite about? A mood over. Tell me about a mood over. What are they? They're always in a bad attitude and they are negative. Yeah, there was a bad attitude and they're negative. So what happens when you've been around mood hoovers? What happens to you? What happens do you think, Belle? You become a mood hoover <laughs> as well. Yeah, because it's they catch it, it spreads, doesn't it? It spreads. Alright, so if I said to you if I said sausage machine. Joe, tell me about sausage machine. A sausage machine is worth you put inspirations in, and then the real thing comes out. Okay, so inspiration in one end, and inspiration... So, like, you put inspiration into your brain, and then it comes out into you, and you become that Whoa, thing. Whoa, you become you inspirational, in. all right, yeah, good. so, like, you can put inspiration in there, happiness in there. So, is it about sausages? No. No. So what's it really about? It's, what's it really about? It's like your life and how you want to do your routine and stuff. Okay, it's about your life, isn't it? Yeah, so I think the message from the sausage machine is that if you put really good stuff in to your life in the ingredients end, you'll get really good stuff out at the other end. So your life will turn out brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, good. Well, we got that off Richard Wilkins. So Richard Wilkins is the, uh, he calls himself the Minister of Inspiration and we borrowed, I don't think he minds us borrowing the sausage machine off him. Yeah. Hugs. Hugs. What on earth is a hug? It's a huge, unbelievably great goal. And tell me about how you would go around about setting a huge, unbelievably great goal. How would you do um, that? You would set your heart on something, and would you would keep, 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 and keep trying, and never give up. Okay, until eventually your hug would come true. But where would you start with if you hug? If a huge, unbelievably great goal, it was such a big thing. How would you know where to start? 
Good, can how at the you... very bottom. Yeah. So, so tell me about the pit because you did a pyramid, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Tell me about. Just talk to the listeners about what that pyramid was all about. Uh, it's like where you set your huge unbelievably great goal, which is mine is to be the best YouTuber in the whole universe. <coughs> Better than all the ones on Earth and in the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And then so how are you going to be? How are you going to become the best YouTuber in the so whole what, universe? Uh, first, what I need to do is like make my YouTube channel. Then start recording videos. Yeah. Then start buying. Then start buying stuff that will help me. Cool. So technology that and stuff don't like that. cost that much. Yeah. Good. So basically, what you've got is you've got your huge yeah. goal at the top, haven't you? And then in your pyramid, you start at the bottom yeah. and work out what you've got to do. Well, when you're, they'll be hearing about you on the other planets soon, won't they? When you're the best one in the galaxy. That's cool. <laughs> but it, we, so the serious point is there is about setting goals really high, isn't it? And I think yeah. that we want you, all the children in this school, we want you to have extraordinary lives. And what basically what happens is you don't end up having an extraordinary life by accident. You end up because you set your goals really high and then you go for it. So we've covered saucer machines. We've covered huge, unbelievably great goals. We've covered the pig of happiness. We've covered two percenters mood hoovers. So let me, what about, tell me about the school values because I've just had a tour of your school and there's lots of happy kids and there's lots of smiley staff. Well, tell me about what the values, can you remember what they are? Uh, resilience, happiness, quality... Help her out. Courage. Courage. And there's one more crucial one. It's not your badge. <laughs> she can't see Trust. it. But. Trust and happiness. Happiness. Happiness is a value as well. And so uh, you have all got these big badges with rainbows on them and or something on them and all these values on them. How do you get a badge? How do you get a badge, Joe? You need to uh, show all the values and what you do. So what, like in your behaviours and things? Yeah. And when you've shown your values, when you've proved your values, how does that work? Uh, when you've proved them all, you get a badge. Wow. And then you get certificates, then you get a super duper badge. Super duper badge, all right. But what if you forget the habits and you stop You stop demonstrating them? What happens? Okay. Then, you, then you can't get the badge. Okay, will you get the badge taken off you? Or... Uh, if you lost, lose it or something, you have to re-earn it. Okay, you got to re-earn it. So if you had a, a week when you weren't being very happy, you might have to re-earn your happiness bit. So you've got to go and put a smile on your face and make other people happy as well. I think that's really cool. Because you know what? I'm, I spend most of my life in big businesses. And I always go around and they've got all these values posters on their wall saying, we are a happy business. And then I look at their faces and they're not very happy. So what it says on the wall is not what's actually happening in real life. I think it'd be so cool if businesses could learn from you lot and we could have happy badges and they would have to earn them in businesses. That would be so cool. This is this podcast is going to go global. It's going to be bigger than your YouTube site, man. This, is, this podcast is going to go into the galaxy. So can I, I can ask uh, just two more questions. Can I ask a really, really, I, th I think it's a tricky question. I've heard about this thing called growth mindsets. Does anybody know? <laughs> Tell me because of it. <laughs> Tell me, I've got a channel just for the podcast listeners because they can't see. There's four children there with their hands pointing up to the ceiling. Pick me, pick me. Go for it then. So yeah. tell me about a growth mindset. Um, a growth mindset is where um, you keep, 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 keep trying until you actually um, achieve it. Yeah, so you keep, 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 keep. Keep. Keep trying <laughs> until you eventually achieve it. But what if, what if, um, what about the power, what's the power of yet? 
So we're about the power of yoga, okay? The thing, you can't do it yet, but you might do it in the future. Yes, okay. So that's where that, that means you don't give up, doesn't it? Yeah. So just because I can't do it now doesn't mean never. I can't never do it. Because if we work hard and we believe in our abilities, we know we can pretty much achieve anything, actually. Yeah. Particularly if you're eight years old, you can take on the world. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, and Jeff. impossible isn't a word because it spells out I'm possible. I'm possible. It's genius, isn't it? It's genius. All right, so one more question then before we hand over to the adults in the room. Because this project was about making your learning better, it was about mm -hmm. making your school happier, and it was about making your community happier. So what have you done outside of school that's tried to make a bit of a difference with the people out there? Belle, what have you done? We went to an um, uh, elderly people's home and sang for the, uh, the elderly people. Oh, you sang, you sang, you sang at the old folks' home? Oh, and you got chocolate. Oh, yeah. no, that's always nice. Oh, it's yeah. delicious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't about the chocolate. It was about trying to make the old folks happy, wasn't yeah. it? So what did the old people think when you went in and sang to them? What did they you were think? really proud of us. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, I'm, I wasn't even there and I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. So how cool is that? Good, come. What have you done outside so, of school? Outside of school, I am an anti-bullying ambassador, so I have to stop bullying. But okay. I have to always keep an eye on like children, so if they're happy, after, if they're unhappy, I have to make them happy. Okay, again. wow, that's quite a challenge, isn't it? Because I mean, I don't know. Not everybody always wants to be happy all the time. But I like the idea that you're looking out for people who are not looking at their best, and you're going to try and make them into a two percenter. Joe, what? I made my own cereal to save my mum's time of making it for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you do your own breakfast so your mum doesn't have to worry about you now. You can get yourself up and get yourself breakfasted at age eight. I like it. I like it. That's genius. Okay, kids. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what to say other than, oh my gosh, you have been amazing. I came here and I, I knew you'd be great. I knew you'd be great. I wasn't sure how great. I didn't know you were going to be so fantastic. And uh, I think everybody in the whole universe needs to listen to the pig of happiness. So Yay. we'll finish with this. <laughs> So, listeners, that was, uh, I mean, I can't beat that in terms of the kids. Is it so heartening that the next generation have got so much about them? But there's one more voice that I think um, is worth listening to, a slightly less important voice than the one you've just heard, but it's the boss. Um, so it's the head teacher, Edwin Squire. And, you know, I thought it would be worth listening to a few words from his perspective. We talk a lot at conferences. Um, we get a lot of head teachers who are nodding their head in terms of what we do and and but then they're too busy hitting the kids with the new machine literacy stick to actually ring us up and get us involved in their school but Ed, Edwin was different so he did get us involved um, and he, I'm not saying you know I'm I, I, well let's go for it Ed why why is it important to, to, to you know to to do this what you're doing well the thing is English and maths are important and the all learning is important but the, we're coming at it from the point of view that you that learning is tricky uh, you need resilience to to be able to learn at your best and the happiest people are the most resilient generally so we wanted to you know encourage happiness as one of the values that we espouse at school so the children would be better equipped for trickier harder lessons oh well fantastic and and i i mean it's so lovely that the kids not only did they know the values but the happiness was one of the values which is remarkable so what kind of children are you are you interested in <laughs> in developing um uh, in your school 
I suppose the, the 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 five values we've got at school, if you like, most um, encapsulate the kind of children that we want. So we encourage, um, as I've just said, resilience, um, happiness, uh, quality in terms of quality of work, of work, but also you know of relationships, um, courage, so that you know they've they've got the ability to take on um, tricky tasks and not be scared of it. And trust that they they can be trustworthy and trust other people as well. Wow, I mean they are really really hot. It's really heartwarming stuff, mate. Can I finish this podcast with your email signature? Uh, and then once again, I don't even know if you remember what you've put on your email signature, but it's not a normal signature. It's so um, it's got the normal name and address and who you are, and then it's got four points. I'm just going to read them out to the listeners, and we'll leave it at that, mate. Point number one: everybody prepared and inspired to be the best we can be. Number two, excellent classrooms. Number three, excellent relationships. And number four, hearts in Billingham and eyes on the world. And they are just such wonderful points. Hearts in Billingham and eyes on the world. Sir, thank you for inspiring me. And thank you. Please pass your thanks to the kids for inspiring anybody who's listened to this podcast. Um, And thanks for inspiring the world. Yeah, thanks for all, all your work as well. Being a great part of what we're trying to do. And that, dear listener, is that. I hope you found it as interesting and as useful and as stimulating as I did. Congratulations, by the way, on making such a great choice of listening material. Please subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I wish you well. You've been listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. Listen to and subscribe to all our podcasts at www.artofbrilliance.co.uk slash podcasts.